I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hi, guys. Hello, everybody. Well, welcome. We are the Little Fires After Show. <laughs> We're excited about today. This is episode four, The Spider's Web. I'm Kay Montgomery, a lover of all women-centered dramas, and we got a lot of that today. I want to introduce you to my illustrious host and panel. First up, we have Trina Dom, who's a fan of Reese Witherspoon and has been since election. Yes, what's up, what's up? And then next up, we have Chef Beans with the Mental Cuisine. Check it in. And then we have Monty. Fan of recent Cruel Intentions and Carrie since Save the Last Dance. Those are some receipts. Yes. <laughs> yes. For both those women. Yes. Seriously. So episode four has Mia and Elena. Huge confrontation. They're going to have it out. BB needs $30,000 to lawyer up. And then Tripp and Pearl have a little experience. So... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Your, you guys' overall thoughts on episode four. I will start. Guys, again, 55 minutes of packed. Absolutely everything that could have happened, happened and more. We heard from basically every single character yet again. And I can't wait to pick it all apart. Yeah. What do you think? I think that it was a... You go, you go. I think it was a very loaded episode as well. I like how they kept us on the edge of our seat and even methodically how it's called, you know, like this, the web because we saw how everything was just tangled together and people were just trying to get it together. So I'm ready to dive in as well. You know, last episode, episode three, there was a lot of action. So of course everybody was like super into it. The action was very minimal but it was so good. It was still so good. Yeah, I totally agree. So, oh man, okay. So it's called the spider's web. Chef, you talked a little bit about everybody kind of intertwining, but I was thinking who's the spider and who's the, the prey in the web? What do you think, Trina? Oh. No, I think everybody's stuck in the web. Everybody is a spider trying to attack everybody else. And the need to survive has just kind of hit on overdrive because now everybody's starting to get found out. So they're all crawling all over the place. That's what I think it is. I don't think anyone is not in danger and I don't think anyone is undeserving of being sought after either. What do you think, Chef? I think sorry. I'm sorry, Kay, you asked me? Yeah, but I, I missed Monty's comment. Monty's comment. I, that I agree that there's multiple spiders. Multiple spiders, yeah. No, I mean, I, I think, I think we're, I didn't think of it that way as far as like there being multiple spiders, but we see that both sides, whether we dive into Strip and Pearl both playing both sides of it. Like, who can't, 
Who can't get pearls? <laughs> I digress. See, the, the mother's hashing it out, kind of basically me not being afraid to reveal her cards, but we're also seeing uh, Reese. And everything is just exploding. I don't even know where to start. I'm like, I thought, it was, <laughs> I thought it was really interesting how um, how Mia busted Elena out like you thought we were friends. Do you guys think that Elena really thought they were friends? Trina, I see you shaking your head. <laughs> Sorry, couldn't control the reaction. I love it. <laughs> Don't think anybody thought anybody was friends. I think that they each thought that they were controlling the other one so hard that the other believed it. But they are just now kind of having the same argument with each other. Well, aren't we friends? Well, aren't we? We weren't this and that. And it just, they're butting heads at this point. It's all lies. Everybody was lying. I loved that scene where they're discussing whether they're friends because it was so intense, but there was no screaming. None of them was like, you know, yelling or freaking out at the other, but in their eyes, it was such a tense moment. It was so good. It was so good. Yeah, I felt the same way. I thought the same thing. I thought it was really interesting how Mia said, I came here because I was protecting Pearl from you. And you just see Elena like, what? You know, because of course, you know, she thinks she has a perfect home. Why would you need to protect Pearl from me? What do you guys think that um, Mia's, like angle on that was what do you think that she felt like she had to protect pearl from uh, turning into uh, someone that she didn't raise this, her to be i think right and also, and also uh, um i guess trying to protect her from this false sense of reality because she looks at their household as far as like privilege privilege they have what they have and we had to kind of fight to get everything we had. At the end of the day, don't forget that you're a black woman. I'm raising you to be able to protect yourself as most black mothers do. So I think she was just realized that she didn't want her daughter, like she didn't want to stop her daughter from going there, but she always wanted to keep a close eye on her. That's at least what it seems like, but who knows if she had any other deeper, darker secrets attached to that because Yeah, I just think it was really interesting to see that play out and to just have we finally be able to say, you're a terrible mother. I felt like, oh, she's been wanting to say that for a long time, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I think Mia's been waiting for her to say it to her too. Mia knows that that's how she feels. So it's just kind of like, say it to me, do it. Tell me the truth, say what you feel instead of these sweet fake comments because Mia knew they weren't friends. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean they yeah. both know. They both know they're not friends. They both are playing with each other. It's so great. It's the same, but yet it's so different. There's so it's just so great to see them across from each other being the same type of person in a different situation in life. There you go. So much of the same, but then like opposite spectrums of the same thing, right? So what did you guys think about the conversation? Well, the point in the conversation slash argument when she says you didn't make good choices, you had good choices. I'm just glad she said it because I was worried that we were going to sit there that whole argument 
and Mia wasn't going to pop off at all. And so <laughs> I, because I just didn't know why we were all being so calm. Like you said, you liked that we were calm. I was waiting for someone to be real and push it to that level. And so for her to come back with that was way better because it was calm and well said, but you know, it had to be said because that's the truth. And I wasn't even thinking about that during this argument because I was too busy watching ping pong, but like a mild game of ping pong. So it was amazing that she said that because it's so true and it really makes you think harder about the differences in their situations and their statuses. She said it, she dissed her in a very respectful way yeah. when she said that. Yeah. I wonder if it gave Reese, I mean Reese, I wonder if it gave Elaine any pause. Like if that, like if later on that worked on her. I mean, you could see her husband already said, you obsess about her. So she's mm -hmm. constantly thinking and you know, what does she think about this? And I should have said that. And I'm sure she like rehashed it. But I wonder if any of it really got to her. I think it might've been hard for her to even understand what she was saying. Mm -hmm. Because yeah, she's so she stuck. Go ahead, Chad. Oh, no, 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 Chad. I was just going to say, like, you took the words right out of my mouth. I don't even think she took the time to really process and digest it because of this privilege slash pedestal she's been on so long. So whenever someone tries to check her, she waves her little magic wand that she has, like, oh, whatever, and goes back about her everyday business. That's what it seems like Elena does in every situation. The only situation that we saw she couldn't really do it was with the media situation, which we saw how that blew up. I hope I'm not jumping the gun, but I feel like that was a time where she was just like, how I felt like she she was surprised that she couldn't do it with Bibi. Uh -huh. You know, she went in with the check. She tried charm first. You know, I know you're a good mother and you did the right thing. Thing, and you just tried to do right by your baby and BB was like I don't want your money you wouldn't sell your baby get out of my face I was really surprised because mm. BB really does not have a lot of she didn't really have a lot of hope at that point it wasn't like um Mia had given her the money you know but she was still like no were you guys surprised by that I thought it was funny that she acted like a little brat at the end <laughs> But I wasn't surprised because I think what we're supposed to be taught in these scenes is that family is very, very important to everyone, to every culture and to every status. So for her to offer money, I think she's made it pretty obvious that all she wants in this world is that baby and she doesn't care about anything else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, now that I agree, now that she's dragged into the situation, there was that scene where she says to Mia, like, why did you do this to me? Why did you bring me to this point? Because she, it's true. When I saw that, I was like, it, it, it is Mia's fault. And now that she's in this position, I wasn't shocked that she turned down the money. You know, now that she's there, she's like, well, here I am. Thanks to you. Yeah, I felt the same way. I was like, why did you tell her? Like, you ruined her life. Like, she, she was heartbroken. Not that she would have gotten over it. But now she's miserable. This baby is so close to her. And she realizes what it's going to take to get this baby is going to be nearly impossible. Yeah, yeah. I think mean, um, it's just to show, once again, that, like, 
you know, polarization, manipulation, just like how Mia is really, like we talked about last time, just out of pocket. She really doesn't think things through. She just is very impulsive. Yeah. I'm also noticing a lot of, I'm sorry. Can everyone hear me clearly? Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm also noticing uh, like how they're portraying womanhood on so many different like angles because we see how Elena deals with womanhood with her husband. Like she has the bigger voice in these episodes. Just how Mia flexed her womanhood muscles with her boss. Like this is what needs to happen because like they're just kind of shooing them away. And even when we get to the kids, we see how the girls are just portraying themselves and the boys are still on the going like upscale. I don't know. I'm just noticing how they're showing that the women have the strings when it comes to these little or big fires. So. Yeah, that is really interesting. I mean, that's the benefit of having a woman-centered narrative, right? Your your women's opinions and values are always um, going to take up the most space, which I particularly like and think is awesome. I also think that our fans are awesome, our super fans of Little Fires Everywhere. Do you have a message for those people, Chef? Yes, absolutely. We just want to say thank you for tuning in and supporting us here at After Buzz TV. It means a lot to us. If you're currently watching us on YouTube, please leave us a five-star rating. If you're watching on iTunes, give us a thumbs up. Wait, vice versa. If you're on YouTube, give us a thumbs up. iTunes, give us a But no matter where you are, leave us a nice juice comment because we appreciate it all. After Bus has given us confidence inside and outside of the studio. So we appreciate you for tuning in. We have a lot more of this episode to dive into. Yeah, and just uh, piggybacking off of comments, we got tons of great comments last week and the week before. I just want to give a shout out to Jamie Patrice, Tay Destiny, Deshane Tillman, Jay Darion Star, Culture Queen, and JR, which were our commenters, giving some really good comments um, and great compliments to all of us about our breakdown of these past week's episodes. Um, so I wanted to talk to you guys just a little bit about BB's situation. Um, do we think that she has a case? Ah. Do it, <laughs> Okay, I feel like there's two different questions. Does she have a case? Should she go mm. after her? Do both, Moss. Give us both. Not a, <laughs> I, I didn't know that the adoption papers hadn't gone through. When they mm. gave us that tidbit, I was like, oh, oh, that now now things just got gray, real gray, real quick, but. She did already make a choice. And I don't know if she should be able to just change her mind on something like that. You know, if this child hadn't been adopted and was currently somewhere in a situation, not with a family that had been trying, like when they show you that she gave birth to a stillborn baby, you're kind of like, dude, is it fair to take her away from them? You, you made a choice and I, that's where I struggle. I don't know if you, you could just get to change your mind like that. Yeah. I think that you don't get to change your mind like that. I think that you did something pretty awful. You left awful and good at the same time, right? You left your baby stereotypically at the fire department to know that they would take care of it and something good would come of that. And so someone that has the means could raise this child. 
And so you knew that you couldn't do that. We've seen all the struggles. She currently even struggles just to make ends meet for herself. And so I think the only positive thing that could possibly come out of a situation is if the family was nice enough to allow her to see the child. But I think that's the maximum that she gets, unfortunately, given what she did. And I don't think any judge would say, give her back. You know, it's just not gonna happen. Right, yeah, no, no matter how you decide to like dissect this, she still left an infant outside in the cold. Like, I have no empathy for that. I'm sorry. Like, I have no empathy for that. I feel as though, uh, yeah, I think we're all saying the same thing. Maybe visitation hours, maybe later on, maybe in some other parallel, but as far as now, no, I don't care what they say on the news. She tried to buy the baby, whatever narrative they're trying to paint, there's certain ways to go about it. Even storming in the house like that, trespassing. Everything about this whole situation was just wrong to me. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, I feel like, man, just Mia and Elena, their roles in this are ruining everything. So Elena coming with the $10,000 was ruining everything. And then Mia giving her the keys and, be, and letting her just storm the house was the bad part, you know? I feel like in a, maybe some alternate universe, if she would have found out about Mayling and then, you know, could have come to them in a different way and been like, can I visit her? But that's not what Vivi wants. She doesn't want to visit her baby. Like she wants that baby, which is really interesting. Like a baby as your property, kind of mm -hmm. like, she's like, it's my baby. It just reminds me like, you know, I used to play, I don't know if you guys when you were young, used to play with kids in the neighborhood. And then we used to play kickball with man man's ball. I mean, when you get <laughs> his ball and you know, it's my ball. It really felt like, it feels a lot like it's my ball type of deal. Like, yeah, like think about the baby. And I feel like though, it's gonna, it's gonna, it seems like it could, should be cut and dry, but I think it's gonna be a lot messier because they are getting the media on their side. So they're painting the other family to look like kind of this shady family that tried to pay her off and keep her quiet. You know what I mean? And so, I don't know. They started to control the narrative. Absolutely, we got that too. But also looks how Mia talks about Pearl. You're my daughter. Bibi says, that's my child. Because you have people who are struggling to obtain balance in their lives. So when it came to the thing, they actually control the things they gave birth to, they feel like that might be their only prized possession. So I think that's why they're using the language that they're using, because in some reality, what else do they really have? That's my, I don't, these bills, whatever, but that's my daughter, that's my child. You can take this house, you the landlord, but that's, you are my daughter. So I think that a lot of that narrative comes from because we don't see Elena really talking like that. It's kind of like, I, I, you you know what's up. Like, you're, you, you are my children. I don't need to say it. For some reason, Mia and Bibi feel like they need to say it because it's like, what else do they really have in their minds, at least? Yeah. Did anybody think it was, I thought it was crazy when it was only $10,000 for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. So right. cheap. Add another zero. Like, what are you talking about? $10,000. I think that was to show how BB need, like, that's a lot for her. Yeah, yeah. 
I think, but I, I thought the same thing. I was like, okay, you guys, come on. Come on. <laughs> but I think it was to show us that they thought she, she, is, she has nothing and this is more than enough. Sure. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was funny. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I've been quarantined with my kids all week. I probably would give one of them up for 10,000. <laughs> <laughs> Two for one up in here. What? <laughs> so we see Pearl. Man, we see Pearl really in the image of Elena because when her and her mom start to talk about it, she's like, they can't just take that take her baby back. That's that lady's baby. And that baby's gonna grow up with a better in a better home. And you can tell that, oh my goodness, Mia is just like, what? So were you guys surprised by that by Pearl's stance on the whole baby situation? No. No, that's the normal stance. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, I feel like I feel like Pearl had her daughters, her mother's daughter, for a long time. But now that she's at this school, where she probably hasn't been at any school this long ever in her life, or around these group of people, she's just starting to embellish a different style or quality of life. And I think that's kind of ping-ponging other decisions. Like, what type of people would take that from there? No. And then we see the other decision. She just wants to be a teenager, a, a normal teenager, and have feelings, emotions. And I think that's why we start to see Pearl unravel the way that she is. I think another thing that is really interesting is the continuation of the daughter flip. So how Pearl leaves, and I'm thinking she's going to go over to like apologize to Moody or I don't know, try and cozy up to somebody. But she was really there to see Elena. And like Elena mothers her and gives her PJs and basically tucks her into bed. And then the day before, we see Mia leave a ring on her bed on um, Izzy's bedside table and you know Izzy's kind of being an apprentice to her for art so what do you guys think about that whole situation kind of the daughter switch I think that it's lucky for Izzy just in the sense of having someone calm her anxiety a little bit I guess is what it is or her hatred toward her household and so I think it's good for her for Pearl I think it's both sides aren't doing great things for her at the moment. So I don't know. I, when she ran to her house, I was actually pretty surprised. I didn't see that coming. I just saw her locking herself in her room and crying. Maybe I did not see her taking off. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Elena welcomed her in and let her spend the night. I was like, girl, don't you, are you, do you want to fight me? You know she's going to come looking for her child. That's what she wants. Yeah. She just wants to show that she she's winning because she's got all the kids. Right, right. She's got everyone loves me. I'm the best mother. Look at all these kids coming to me. Yeah, I was like, oh man, that's like yeah. Yeah, I thought that was like I wasn't go ahead, Chef. Go ahead. Well, no, 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 you go, you go. I was just saying, I I thought that was a very Elena, I didn't believe Elena did that out of the goodness of her heart. I she did it to hurt Mia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was nothing genuine about that at all. Just kind of like this is privileged. This is balance. Yes, I have a spare room for you, and you can sleep cozy 
<laughs> but that's what uh, Pearl was running to because there's been so many consistencies in her most of her life. So that's why I feel like she was just running towards this safe haven that she created in her mind. But she had to know her was pulling up. Like, you, you know your mother is not going to let this rock out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought that was interesting, especially because Izzy was saying, you know, her motivation for a lot of the stuff she does, you know, um, Mia was asking what's her process. And she was like, well, you say I'm just trying to piss my mom off. And I was like, what kind of artist, girl? Get out of here. So I just thought that was really interesting. And then, you know, that's what Pearl's doing. She's trying to piss her mom off. You're right. So it's like these girls, like, come up with something original. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I think Pearl really does want to be a Richardson. I really, I think deep down she really wants it all. She wants everything they have. The privilege, the money, all of that. So She's I, at such an age, like we forget how old they are. Mm -hmm. Like, of course, when you're that age of a teenager, you're going to see these sparkly things and just grab at that and try to take it. And her mom's not handling it well. So if her mom was handling it well, she may not be so addicted to needing it, but her mom's just blowing up every time. Yeah. And that makes you want to do things more when you're a teenager. Hello? Mm -hmm. Do we forget? That's how it works. Yep, you get that reaction. <laughs> so let's get you into. Just, you just jumped the ball. What? <laughs> what I do? Hello? Oh, okay. So then let's <laughs> the trip with. Uh, Go ahead, Kay. Trip, trip, and Moody, and the, I mean, I just when Trip said to when Moody said. You'll never get a girl like Pearl in a million years. I was like, oh, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Have you met your brother? Like, what? Oh, I was just like, oh. Yikes. I, okay. We all saw it coming. I thought Trip was going to go crazy on that comment, but he didn't. He did. And so I, no. Right. That was so the oddest part is that he wasn't seeking revenge with that whole situation. I don't think, I think he was just doing something that he does, but he wasn't trying to go after him or anything. I agree because in the next, like he was trying to teach him his ways. He was like, listen, go to the party, ignore her. You know, he was trying to put him up on game. And I mm -hmm. thought for a nanosecond that he was going <laughs> to take it. Cause he did go to the party, but then what Come to the party with a book of friends. <laughs> a, a book of friends. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Yeah. That's why that friends all coming from. Yeah. I feel bad because she keeps saying things like, "Well, this episode was enjoy your night or whatever," and then the last one, "Okay, we'll watch the movie." It's just so rude and he's always being so nice. And so now she's not even being his friend. And I think it's really mean. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Pearl in this episode was the one who I disliked the most because of her choices. I, as much as you want to blame Trip, obviously you're going to blame him because it's your brother, but he wasn't asking for that. No, he was not. He was not. And it's like, Pearl, girl, what oh. are you doing? Okay, okay, I'm 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 gonna jump on Pearl's side real quick. First, 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 <laughs> first. Okay, let, let, 
let's, let's bring it back a little bit. Let's bring, so Pearl is what, 16, 17 years old. She's around a bunch of girls who are seemingly have these normal lives. They dressing up like Spice Girls. They're going shopping. She's never <laughs> experienced anything like this. And she has a high school crush, as everyone has crushes. So she, whatever they end up studying, and she made a move. It's not the wrong. It takes two to tango. It takes two to tango. Trip, Trip also flirted as well. Regardless of them saying, "Oh my God, what did I do? I was just being human." What type of vulnerability is that? What? I'm being human. I blame Trip for it. You she was being sneaky. Pearl is not being genuine. How could you not see that? Listen, I Pearl, I don't blame I don't blame Trip because Pearl seduced him. From the moment she sat next him in math class, she was like, "Yeah, that's the." She was like, "Mm-hmm, that's the richest of my, richest that I'm after." Uh, she was waiting for him to get a poor test, a poor test score to be like, "I can help you with your math." <laughs> <laughs> Truly, the only thing Trip did wrong is what he did to his brother. But uh, other than that, Trip. But what teenage boy is gonna say no? Like. I mean, did Listen. he say no in the middle or after? Or, well, I guess right after he was like, I can't do this. Like, yeah. that was a weird conversation. She was like, did you do it? After. After. <laughs> did he do it? <laughs> so I know Moody is going to want to be upset at Trip, but I'm like, man, it's really, like, she really had it out for Trip from the get-go. From yeah, the she plotted all that. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Moody ever thought. Poor Moody. I'm realizing now. Like when she, like when she was seduced, trip. I was like, oh, oh, Moody never. Oh, Moody was never in the picture at all. Bless my heart for being naive and thinking that. Yeah, it's been yeah. poor Moody since day one. Day one. It really has. That's what I'm saying. Like, friend zone. He's always been in the friend zone. Pearl is just being an independent thinker, a free spirit. She just wants to have her own life. And I don't know. Wait, no, that's not why I was saying Moody was in the friend zone. I was saying it because she has been like, she knows that she's got Moody wrapped around her finger. She knows it. And he doesn't really know that. He just thinks that they're friends and she's manipulating the situation. So that's why I say poor Moody. You can be I'll team Pearl all you want, show. <laughs> What did Pearl do to Moody to manipulate the situation? She just keeps going. She just keeps acting friendly, but we know who she's trying to get to. She wants to be hanging out with the other two people. She doesn't want to be hanging out with him. And now that she's got that, she let him loose. And we saw it at the dance or at the Halloween party. She was like, have yep. a good night. And you're like, what is she saying? She's not going to see him the rest of the night. They're going to be in the same place. Why yeah, exactly. When she said the night, I was like, oh, well. Pocket papers. Thanks for this little book of poems. And I'm going to write some poems. Like, I was just like, wow. Thanks for the book of poems. <laughs> <laughs> and 
Yeah, he got friends on so oh my gosh. But she did like it does not take it, Stevie Wonder could see that Moody had friends. <laughs> like he was just, you know, she knows. I wonder how much of the sex with Trip is transact not transactional for her, but you know, we know that she has a crush on Trip and blah blah blah, but like her mother has already told her, you know, like sex is just a means to an end. It doesn't have to be anything serious. So is she going to be heartbroken about trip or is she just going to be like, eh, whatever. And she's on to the next. I think she probably just feels like this didn't go as easily as mom says it goes. <laughs> and because now he's ignoring me. So this did, wasn't the right way to do it. And clearly after she was like, did we do it? Was that it? Cause all she wanted to do was to have it done once now that she can move along and do it whenever. Yeah. And, and Lexi made it sound so glamorous. She was like, this is not as glamorous as I thought. Nope. Which that was interesting that Lexi and her boo are still together. What do you guys think about that? About Lexi and her boy? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the same thing. A boy is like, oh, yes. A girl who wants to sleep with me? Yes. Thumbs up. <laughs> Thumbs up. Forget about the thing we fought about. It's cool. You want to keep doing this until we graduate? I'm good. Which is hilarious because he's all mad at her at first, you know, because he woke. So he like, oh, I can't believe you would let me lose your thing like this. And, you know, she's using you and, you know. But as soon as sex came up, we haven't heard anything else. He wouldn't even in the next uh, episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about that one, Chef? I want to hear what you think about her and her boyfriend still being together. Um, like we said, it's high school, it's high school stuff. Like, yes, he was standing up for, thought he was standing up for something because let's just be honest, he is probably a small percentage of black, per black people at the school, even though he's the quarterback, you can tell he still faces certain prejudiced things. So now you're dating another very, a popular white girl who sometimes shows her privilege maybe passively he just never seen it as overtly when it came to someone else of color close to the family so he tried to stand up for her like hey don't don't forget that you're black. like whatever they're dangling over you so i got his angle where he was coming from but he also maybe was a virgin now we have these things that's intertwined you know it, it can blur things and make them forget okay if she's not going to fight for what i'm trying to fight for then I'm not gonna fight her battles, especially when I got sex now. So it's not, I'm not surprised at all, nor do I fault him for it. It's just he's just doing what any other 17 year old would do in that moment. He's about to yeah. go to college. It's just that's fighting for someone else in that doesn't seem like something that's on the top of his priority list. Yeah. Everyone yeah. has so many circumstances, all of them. All, all, all these, all these, rubber, like the women, it's, it's the women who are in control of all of this. It seems like all the men are the pawns. Every, every man who's been portrayed so far like a pawn to someone else's, none of the men seem like spiders. We talk about every, none of the men seem like spiders. I think all the men are already in the web. The women are the spiders. <laughs> I think it's those husbands like are spiders on the low. I think those husbands are spiders. They they know something's going on with them. Oh yeah, and we're gonna find out. And Trip is definitely a spider. They haven't showed anything yet to me at least. 
We'll so we find out. We find out that, or what we know, they're talking in bed, and then um, Elena clips the Lilith Fair article and leaves it for Izzy to find. So I guess that's her way of saying, like, I know you're gay. I'm okay with it. I don't know what was the note she just said. I thought you might like this article. So kind of passive aggressive, but um, what did you guys think about that? She was she seemed pretty upset with her dad for telling her mom. What'd you think, Trina? She should be upset at her dad. Her dad is the only one in that house that she could trust until now. So that really sucks. And also it just goes to show that Elena has mostly no idea what she's doing when people are within a world outside of her own. Like that was crazy. I was like, does that really say that? Why? I actually thought that not the opposite, but I was glad that he told her. I was like, how are you in a marriage? You see your wife drowning, trying to understand this kid and you're not going to tell her what you know. Like, I was like, he's got to, you know, confide in her. I, it felt like, you know, he understands more and emphasizes more. And I felt like they didn't have a conversation about that. But I also feel like, Elena isn't the kind of woman that you could tell anything. You know what I'm saying? So she's not going to come to him like, well, why do you think she didn't want to talk to me? Like, she was just like, I don't know why she would want to talk to me. Everybody talk to me. And he was just like, okay. So, um, but I thought, especially for a 1997 suburban, a mom with no experience with anything gay, I thought she was handling it pretty well. Like, I thought that she was going to come out and be like, oh, my gosh, what is everybody going to think about our family? I can't believe you're doing this. Everybody's going to be talking. What was the Miller say? I thought she was going to do that whole thing. But she didn't. So I was like, let me give her a little bit of credit for not being, you know, like, yeah, over the top and overtly, you know. So a little credit. What did you think, Monty? Yeah, I, yeah like, kind of, I kind of agree with you that I, I wasn't upset by it. I thought it was her, she thought it was probably the best way to approach it. Kind of like an olive branch. It's like, listen, we don't want to, we don't have to talk about it, but I know, and it's okay. You know? So I, I totally agree. And I wouldn't, I'm not mad at the dad either. I'm, I'm with you. It's like, I, I think that they had to communicate about that. Like you just let, you said it perfectly. You see your wife drowning in this relationship. Of yeah. course, naturally you'd want to help it, you know? So I, I didn't blame them, and I thought that the I thought the gesture was simple. It, it showed their type of relationship that it's not a great mother daughter relationship, but it also showed like yeah, like an olive branch. Like it's all right, it's cool. I can be a fun mom. I'm cool. I'm him. <laughs> Is that how moms show that they're fun and cool? Leaving articles on <laughs> pillows? <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Like, no, no way. If uh, I know Elena has tried different angles to cope with or like communicate with her daughter, but leaving something on a pillow, like, hey, we can do this as well. No, I think she could have did a different approach. Um, maybe I don't know, meeting her at the dinner table, something, but just her daughter walking in, which she already gets bullied at school with things 
hung up on her locker and people saying passive things to walk into that, it's like, damn, I can't even escape it in my own house anymore. You don't think she would have felt like that if she approached her to talk to her about it? I think it could have been just a, a, a... I think at this point, she can't, she can't win. You know, the relationship is so far gone that yeah. it's really hard for her to say anything to repair it. Because when she came down and told her dad, you know, she knows or whatever, he was like, she doesn't think any different of you. And she was like, yes, yeah, admits what she's always thought of, thought of me. And it's yeah. like, dang, she can't like, you know, when somebody, when you've already had a relationship and it's in such disrepair, then you're at the point where people just assume the worst of each other, even when they have the best intention, intentions, which is like unfortunate at this point, you know. Yeah. But Trina, we're ready for your special segment. Let's do it. Okay, so I love the 90s. Y'all love the 90s. And tonight we were graced with a Halloween party in the 90s. We had two posh spices, one scary spice, and I loved every second of it. I want to know who you would all be if we had a Halloween party in the 90s right now. You first, Monsi, tell us. All right. Well, when I when I was young in the 90s, I was posh. Whenever I dressed up as a Spice Girl, I was posh. But my favorite costume that I had during the 90s when I was a little girl, I was a gypsy. But not like Esmeralda from Hunchback. It was just like a typical gypsy. And it was my most favorite costume. <laughs> my mom put like on my bandana. It was like the best thing. I even won best costume that year. The only year I've ever won. Hey. That'll do it. What about you, Chef? Uh, if in that era of the 90s, I probably would have been maybe Will Smith from Fresh Prince. I really enjoy yeah. watching Will Smith. I mean, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, so I probably would have went that angle. Something where I could have been able to wear a flip hat and a gold chain. It was something about that era that I always wanted to just emulate. I absolutely just walk in. The four, the four finger rings, all of that. Something in that capacity. Maybe Nino in New Jack City. I don't know if I'm really taking it. <laughs> <laughs> what about UK? I would have definitely been a Leah. I'm sure I was a Leah at some point. Uh, so right now, yeah, definitely a Leah. I love, love, love Leah. I see that. I would want to be either Tia, Tamara, or Blossom. And... That'll probably be a frequent answer from me of all these 90s things because they're my three favorite 90s people. I love them. Because <laughs> it's that house. But it's those girls, those little flip with the flowers. Too good. Too good to pass up. <laughs> Thank you, guys. That was fun. I'm I excited to keep awesome. doing yeah. 90s things all season. Yeah. Monty, you got some news for us? I do. Listen, y'all. In this time in our world, it's very scary. Josh Jackson, Joshua Jackson, he is expecting his first child. He's 41. He's expecting his first child and he's super nervous. It could happen any minute. It could be happening right now, by the way. She could pop any moment. So they're a little bit nervous, but he was talking about how Kerry Washington and Reese Witherspoon have really helped him prepare for being a dad. They helped him with doctors, OBGYNs. Oh connected him with everyone that they felt was worthy of helping him during this whole ordeal with his wife. They're very nervous, but he's like, I'm in good hands. They've taught me well. And not only have they taught me well, but 
they're the perfect example because they are women who are mothers who work in the industry. And I'm going to have to figure out how to do that. So you always, you know, want to believe that they're best friends. And I think they are. I think they all love each other, which is great. Also, speaking of relationships, Carrie Washington came out and she's talking about how she does not talk about her love life. She is married to a former NFL cornerback. His name, I'm sorry, I hope I don't butcher it, Namdi Osumal. Osumal. He is a former NFL quarterback and he, they don't, you don't know anything about them. She feels that she doesn't want to just talk about the good, like she only wants to talk about the good stuff and people want the details and the juice and the dirt and this and that. So she decided early on her relationship is not a topic of conversation. So my question for you guys, do you think celebrities owe it to the fans to reveal information about their life because they've taken on being a celebrity. Do you think that we as fans deserve to know? No. I think that we, there are, people are gracious with their letting, lending their lives to us and they will give all that they want to give. But someone like Josh Jackson, Carrie Washington, people are, you know, following them on the streets. And so I think they're allowed to give whatever they want to give and what we don't know, we don't need to know. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't think we ask anybody else. Like, we're not asking the mailman, like, so what's up with you and this mailman? Like, <laughs> y'all, I heard something about y'all kids. Like, we don't ask any other professional that, but like acting is such a strange profession that we feel like we can and we like have access to that. So yeah, I agree with Trina. I think no on that. Yeah. Do you guys, we're going to do predictions for episode five. <laughs> We'll start with Chef. What are predictions for next episode, Chef? What do you think is going to happen? Um, predictions for episode five. I think we're going to be more of um, Team Elena. Get more, get more flowers because we saw how things started to spiral out of control, but she still is who she is as far as with the media and the PR. So she's going to find some type of way to spin this story to where BB still left her daughter outside of the fire station. And I think it's just going to get harder on there. And I don't know what the living situation is going to look like for uh, Mia and her daughter being that uh, their landlord, uh, the antagonist in her life. So I just feel like those two things are going to be big topics in the next episode. Yeah. What do you think, Trina? I think we're going to learn a lot more about the love triangle of Moody, Trip and Pearl, and I sure hope so, because next week, Jordan Elsass, who plays Trip, will be on the show, so we can ask all the deets on that, hey. so I'm really hoping we get some love triangle-ness on the show, and then bring him on and see what his point of view as a viewer now of the show is, so I'm excited yeah. for that. <gasps> That's gonna be so fun. Monsi, what are your ideas? What, what are your predictions? So I think the whole story with the baby, I, I don't think we're gonna get too much it's gonna be little by little so i don't think that's gonna progress too much this next one i think it's gonna be the family dynamics i think we're gonna see pearl and mia have another sort of breakdown with each other and then the richardson family right that's their last name richardson uh we're gonna see them also yeah. have issues and i'm gonna go back to my position from last week moody and trip are gonna fight and they're gonna fight in a public place because that's gonna embarrass that family so they're gonna fight like at school 
at like a pep rally. I'm calling it. Maybe not episode five. They're going to fight. Because Moody doesn't know what happened. When he finds out, hoops come off. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so devastated even thinking about it, you guys. But I think you're right, Monty. I think it's going to be a showdown. And I am really interested to see how that unravels, how he's going to find out. I also think that um, Elena is going to go more in detail about, I don't know if she's going to be prying and asking more about Izzy and being a lesbian or whatever, but I think we're going to get some nice cringy moments of Elena being like, are you gay because we let you watch that one TV show? Like, I think it's going to be a lot of <laughs> like super cringe. Um yeah, so I think we're gonna get more of that and then just finding, and then Moody is just gonna find out, yeah. So that's super exciting. That channel is Moody for next week, so that's gonna be awesome. All of our super fans, make sure to check out episode five with us next week. Um, we thank you guys so much for being with us. I'm gonna outro my, uh, my panel. Find you. We're a little frozen, so I'm gonna say, yeah, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Hey Trina Dong. Awesome. What about you, Chef? Where can they find you? You can find me at Chef underscore Beans with a Z on all social media platforms. Awesome. What about you, Monte? You guys can find me across social media at Monse Bolanos, M-O-N-S-E-B-O-L-A-N-O-S. And I'm Kay Montgomery. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at host K-H-O-S-T-K-A-Y. And we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.